we are all going to be so blessed this morning. I'm Pastor John, and I'm so glad to see you this morning. So glad that you're with us this morning, whether you're here live or whether you are listening at another time, you know, while you run, while you drive, on your way to work, while you clean the house, while you take care of the kids. This presence of the Lord is resting on you. The presence of the Lord is resting on this podcast. We know you're going to be very, very blessed this morning, and we're so glad to have you. Glory to God. We're going to open up with a verse of scripture this morning out of the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 60. And Isaiah chapter 60 says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thy eyes round about and see. All they gather themselves together, they come to thee. Thy son shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and thy heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. The multitude of camels shall cover thee. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all they from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered together unto thee. The rams and the both shall minister unto thee. They shall come up with acceptance on my altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. Hallelujah. That's Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 7. Welcome again to Shore Foundation Church. I'm going to read one other verse of scripture. And if you're joining us this morning and you hear this word being read, sometimes in 2021, our attention can stray very quickly. But I want to encourage you to have a respect for God's word because God's word is so powerful that if you just sit still while the word of God is being read, you will be blessed by that word. Um, so we encourage you this morning. Here's another verse. Just want to encourage you with the word before we go in the prayer and we go into the service this morning. Um, I'm so glad to be serving you as I serve the Lord this morning and, and, and serve his word. And I just know you're going to be blessed because that's how God does. He just wants to bless us all. So now I want to go over to Psalm chapter 84 and verse one. And remember, if you're listening to this podcast, as the word is being read, don't fast forward this part. This is the best part. Hallelujah. The word of God says in Psalm chapter 84, verse 1, it's addressed to the chief musician upon Giddeth, a psalm for the sons of Korah. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Yes, the sparrow has a house and the swallow has a nest for herself where she may lay her young. Even thine altars O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will still be praising thee, Selah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee and whose heart are the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well. The rain also fills the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appears before God. O Lord, O, o Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer, give ear, O God of Jacob, Selah, behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of thy anointed, 
for one day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusts in thee. Welcome again to Shore Foundation Church, where Jesus is Lord, where we are loving the Father, we are living in the Word, and we are moved by the Holy Spirit. We're so glad that you're with us. You know, Shore Foundation Church, we've been called by the Spirit of God. And, you know, when the Lord calls you, you got to answer the call. And I'm going to be honest and transparent and say that I was, I was a little slow in answering the call, but I have answered wholeheartedly because I know this is not about me. This is about the Father's business, and, and I'm his vessel. And so I'm glad that you are with us this morning. Um, God has called Shore Foundation Church to be a voice crying in the wilderness. You know, God has called us to be a light shining in darkness until the day star and the day dawn rises in somebody's life. God has called us. And the Lord has also called us to rescue, to feed, to teach, to develop, and then to launch people out into their purpose and what God has called them to. And you may be listening. You may be here with us this morning. You may be um, listening to this podcast at another time, another time zone. And I want to encourage you that however you found this podcast, it was the Holy Spirit that led you. The Holy Spirit led you. And if you stay, you stay with us, you're going to hear something that is, that is not just the voice of a man. It's going to be the voice of the Spirit of God speaking directly into your life and into your heart. And so you're going to be encouraged. And whatever your purpose is, whatever God has called you to, the Lord wants you to move toward that. And the Lord has given you more than enough to help you. And he's going to be with you every step of the way. So we're going to bow our heads and pray. Father, we just thank you right now for this time. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We glorify you, Lord. We exalt you. Lord, our expectation is high right now. Lord, there are some that are listening to this podcast, that are in a tough place right now, Lord. They are in a pit, Lord, and it is dark in that pit, and it is lonely, and it is cold, and they don't see a way out, and they're hungry, and they're thirsty, and their souls are fainting. God, we just, we ask, we, we ask you, Lord, to help them right now. Those of us who are on the call, who are in faith, that are in the word, that are in prayer, Lord, we, we, we combine our faith, Lord, to help those of those others that are listening and that are struggling today. And we thank you, Lord God, that you have called us to be the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Lord, you have called us to make up the hedge and to stand in the gap. So we stand in the gap right now for all those, Lord, that are listening. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us. We put a demand on your presence this morning. Lord, we are hungry and thirsty. Feed us today, God. We thank you, Lord, that you are faithful. We thank you, Lord, that you are getting ready to give us this day our daily bread because you are our Father, which is in heaven, and hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you, Lord God, that, that uh, as we go forth in the word this morning, that it will be all of you. We thank you, Lord God, that, that, we, shall not, that we shall go forth unchecked and unhindered by any satanic or demonic or dark force because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, but grant unto thy servant that with all boldness I might declare your word by stretching forth your hand to heal and lifting up your voice that signs and wonders might be done by the name 
of thy holy child, Jesus. And if you're in agreement with that prayer, say amen. And we are going to go right into the word of God this morning. Welcome. I'm going to take you over to the book of Acts. And I heard the spirit of God speaking real clearly. Um, my instructions this morning were to, um, to share with you um, the gift that Jesus has given us. And I want, I want you to stay with me because I believe this is really going to bless you. And I'm going to just be obedient with what the Lord said. Um, so the message this morning is the gift that Jesus gave you, the gift that Jesus gave me. Hallelujah. And we're going to begin here in the book of Acts, um, Acts chapter four. Um, and this is, uh, this is really going to bless you. And we know the backstory that Jesus has already risen, that he's already given instructions to the disciples who are not just disciplined students now, they are in the word, they're not just uh, the, the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are now the apostles. They have graduated. They have been promoted. And the Lord has, has uh, some high expectations of them. There's a lot of responsibility on them. So we're in Acts chapter four and um, the pastor, so to speak, is Peter. And the Lord is, is ready to use Peter in a mighty way. Um, and this is what it says in Acts chapter four and, um, and verse 18, it says, and they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered. We know about Peter and John. We talked about that in, in previous weeks. But, Peter, but now they're on the same page. Hallelujah. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God. What do you think? I'm paraphrasing. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Hallelujah. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was showed. Somebody got healed. And it says, and being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all that, that, that is in them, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child, Jesus, who thou have anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants, this is uh, Peter and John now, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus and watch what happens. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. The message for this morning is the gift that Jesus has given us. 
Uh, Jesus has given us all a very special gift. Now, we all know from John chapter 3 and verse 16, you know, if you grew up in church, you grew up around the word a little bit. You probably know John 3.16 by heart, right? Let's say that all together. I can't hear you, but I, I can imagine hearing you. Let's say John 3.16 all together. Everybody ready? John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And what I want to highlight for you in that verse is that the word of God says that God so loved the world that he gave. That's number one. He, he, he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. Um, the father has given a gift unto us. He's given us the most precious gift he could ever give us. And it's the only begotten son. It's, it's, it's the word. The father gave us the word. That's the gift that the father gives. But then I want to show you out of the word that Jesus gave us a gift too. And we already know that Jesus is the great shepherd. We already talked about in previous weeks how a really good shepherd, you know he's a good shepherd because even if he's not around, he's going to make sure that he has somebody capable and somebody um, well-equipped to look after the sheep in his absence. And Jesus is such a, a wonderful shepherd. The word of God calls him the chief shepherd or the great shepherd that he even gives us a gift to make sure that we're looked after when he ascends to the father, after he does his business uh, in hell and after he does his business in the earth for 33 years. So this is what it says. We're going to go over here to the book of John chapter 14. And we've been in this area here in previous weeks. John chapter 14. This is right before Jesus is about to have the most horrible night that any person whoever lived has had. And he's got his sheep on his mind even more than the horror that he's about to experience. And this is what he tells his sheep in John chapter 14. Boy, it'd be easy to start at verse one, but we got to keep it moving. John chapter 14, verse 15. This is Jesus talking because it's in red in your Bible. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus is saying, if you love me, do what I tell you to do. Do what I'm telling you to do right now. Do what I'm going to tell you to do in the future if you love me. And then he, this is what he says. He says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Hmm. Even the spirit of truth, who the world cannot receive because it can't see him. It can't understand the Holy Spirit. Can't, it can't receive the Holy Spirit. Can't discern the Holy Spirit. Neither knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. And then verse 18 says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. This is so powerful. Jesus is talking. We know that he's got something in front of him that is the most important thing anybody has ever done. And, and yet he's still concerned about you. He's still concerned about me. He's still concerned about the disciples. He's concerned about those that are going to read this word that are also his disciples, not just the 12 that are around him, you know, not just the, the, uh, the 70, not just the, the hundreds of disciples that were, that were understudies to the 70 and understudies to the 12. You know, he's, not, he's concerned about all of us. And he says, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. And then look what happens in verse 16. He says, well, verse 15 says, if you love me, do what I tell you to do. But then in verse 16, he says, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray for you. Jesus is praying for you right now. He's praying for me right now. He's our greatest intercessor. He's our greatest cheerleader. He's our greatest uh, uh, person that's looking after us, even still. And it says, he's going to pray the Father. Jesus prayed for, the, for us 
and he went to the father on our behalf and he asked the father to give us another gift. Now back up for a minute. We already know John 3, 16, God the father so loved us that he gave us the son, but look how much the son loves us. The son loves us so much that he prayed to the father to give us another gift. And this other gift that Jesus gave us, that's our title for today. So stay with us. That other gift, his name is the Holy Spirit. His name is the comforter. So when we look at this in the word of God, the comforter has a lot of names, okay? Now, if you look in your Bible in verse 16, the word comforter, that's in caps lot. That's in uh, capital, that's uh, capitalized. And of course, capitalized means that we're talking about a person. This is not a noun. This is a pronoun. We're talking about a person. His name is the comforter. And the comforter, this word in the Greek, it means parakletos. And what that means is the comforter, he's your intercessor. He's my intercessor. He's our consoler. He's the one that is our advocate. He's the one that's standing uh, side to side that is helping us. He's our helper. Um, if this were a, a, a situation in court, the, the Holy Spirit, the comforter, he would be our counsel. He would be the counsel for our defense. He would be the, our legal assistant. He would be the one that's standing there to help us when we're being accused. You know, the Bible calls Satan, you know, the accuser of the brethren. So if Satan is the, is the prosecuting attorney, then the Holy Spirit, he's our helper. He would be our legal assistant. He would be our, our defense advocate. He would be the one that's pleading our cause before the judge. And we know who the judge is. The judge is Almighty God. The Almighty God is already looking favorably unto us, but Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He's going to bring all, you know, all the, all the darkness, all the things up that we've done, you know, that we are also guilty of. And the Holy Spirit is there with us. He's the comforter. Glory to God. Jesus said he was going to give us another gift and his name is the comforter. Now, the word of God has a lot of names for the comforter. Uh, the comforter is just one of them. But then if we keep reading, the Bible also calls the comforter the spirit of truth. Glory to God. And we know that the Bible says that Satan is the father of liars. He's the, he's the father of lies. He's the deceiver. Uh, and so the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He's the truth teller. He's the one that is going to uh, not only reveal unto us the truth of God's word, but he's the one that's going to interpret it us interpret it unto us so that we can receive it, so that we can understand it, and so that it can have some power in our lives. So the Holy Spirit is also called the spirit of truth. And then look what Jesus says. This gift that Jesus prays for uh, to the Father for us to receive, this is not for mankind. This is only for his disciples. This is only for the children of God. And this is an important distinction because we already know that the Father loves us so much that he gave everybody. The word of God says that he loved the whole world so much in John chapter 3, 16, that he gave us the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, when, the, when Jesus prays to the Father to give us another gift, this gift is not for the mankind. This is not for the whole world. This is only for God's children. Only God's children can receive the Holy Spirit. And it says right here in verse 17, John chapter 14, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Wow. Because And why can't the world receive the Holy Spirit? Because they can't see the Holy Spirit. They can't, they can't discern the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit speaks, they're not listening to the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit speaks, they're not paying attention to the Holy Spirit. He's ignored. Uh, but, but we can't ignore him because the word of God says, but you know him for he dwells with you. The Holy Spirit lives with us. Uh, and then it says, and he shall be in you. And this is so powerful because we've always gotten glimpses of the Holy Spirit 
all throughout the word. Even though um, right now in 2021, from 2021, right now it's uh, Sunday, June 13th. I don't know when you're listening to this, but it's what today is Sunday, June 13th, uh, right around nine, a little after 9 a.m. Eastern time in 2021. But from that time right now, that stamp, all back until the moment that Jesus slumped over into Sheol, he went into hell, um, and he rose again. From that moment on, from the moment of the day of Pentecost on, we are now in the dispensation. We are in the time of the Holy Spirit, of the Comforter. Before that, that 33 years that Jesus when he was in the earth, we were in the time of Jesus. And before that, we were in the time of the Father. So we know based on the word of God that there are three that bear record in heaven. This is in the book of First uh, John. There are three that bear wicked record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit, and they agree. Um, we're talking about this gift that Jesus gave us. This gift is the Holy Spirit um, and how the Holy Spirit has always been here. We've gotten certain manifestations of him, but right now in 2021, since the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts chapter one, from, that, from then on now, we are in the time of the Holy Spirit. Before that was the time of Jesus, before that was the time of the Father, but we, we've always seen glimpses of the Holy Spirit. And so this is what it says in Genesis chapter one. It says, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And we told you before that, that this is not in, in, this is only in the beginning that we understand because, because God is alpha and omega. You know, uh, God goes beyond beginning. We can take beginning and we can put beginning inside of God because God exists uh, outside of any type of a time stamp like that. But this is in, in, in the beginning, I'll say in our beginning or the beginning that we can interpret, that we can understand, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And watch this, here's the Holy Ghost. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. There's a, that's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit um, in the Old Testament. And even, even, even in the dispensation of the Father. Now, here's the, the interesting thing is the Holy Spirit has always been around, but before Jesus, before Jesus rose from the dead, the Holy Spirit would come on God's people, but he, was always, he would always lift. He couldn't stay. And the reason that he couldn't stay is because the blood of Jesus hadn't yet been shed. And because of Adam's sin in the garden, because of original sin in the garden, the word of God says that spiritual death crept in and the same Holy Spirit that was working through Adam's soul, giving him eternal life, causing him to have a, a physical body that wouldn't die along with the spirit, that same Holy Spirit, when Adam sinned, the Holy Spirit had to depart from Adam. And, and Adam's physical body, it still took Adam's physical body almost a thousand years to finally die when um, spiritual death crept in. But as a result of that original sin, my point is that the Holy Spirit couldn't, he could come and he could spend time with us. He could come on us for, 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 you know, for certain mighty acts like he did on Elijah, like he did on David, like he did on Moses, like he did on Abraham. And, but the Holy Spirit would always have to lift. He couldn't stay with us because we were dark. We had, we had the sin nature still in our members and it took Jesus' blood to get that out of us, to get that poison out of us. It took the blood of Jesus and for us to be made the righteousness of God. But now as a result of what Jesus has done, this is good news. Look what Jesus says back in John chapter 14, hallelujah. He says, the Holy Spirit is no longer gonna come on us and then lift eventually. It says, the spirit of truth will come and dwell with you. And it says, the Holy Spirit will be in you. We're talking this morning about 
this great gift that Jesus has given us. And we said that the comforter also means the Holy Spirit. Another name for the Holy Spirit is the Holy Ghost. Sometimes we say, sometimes we call him the great spirit. Sometimes he's called the helper in the word of God. He has a lot of names, but the point is when you and I get born again, when we accept Christ as our Lord and savior, when we marry God, so to speak, we get another gift on top of the gift of salvation that God gave us through Jesus. We get another gift called the Holy Spirit. And again, the distinction is powerful. John 3, 16 said that Jesus gave, the father gave us a gift and his name is Jesus, but God gave that gift to the whole world. Now it's up to us to receive him, but God gave that gift to the whole world. But now there's another gift that the whole world doesn't get. There's a gift that we get if you belong to God, if I belong to God, his name is the Holy Ghost. He's the comforter. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that, that the Father, the Word, and the Spirit agree. That's in the book of 1 John, that the Father, the Word, and the Spirit, they are, there are three that bear record in heaven, but the three, the three are one. Hallelujah. If that feels confusing to understand, just receive it by the Holy Ghost. Just, be, just know in your knower that there are three, but the three are one, and they agree in one. And that's why Jesus told the disciples, remember when the disciples complained in the book of John toward the end, John 20 or 21, they complained about um, not seeing the father and Jesus got grieved. And he said, wait a minute, I've been with y'all for three years. Y'all seen the, the glory of God working through my flesh. Y'all seen me walk on water. Y'all seen me heal the 5,000. Y'all seen me set blind, you know, uh, give sight to the blind and heal the lame and remove leprosy. Y'all see me cause somebody's bills to be paid miraculously. You know, y'all see me rise from the dead for, so, for crying out loud. And y'all talking about what, you know, show us the father and we'll be satisfied, you know? And then Jesus said, don't you know, if you've seen me, you've seen the father because the father, the word and the spirit are one. And I wanna tell you this, if you are in the word, this is why the word of God is so powerful. This is why if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you didn't check out just because I was reading some scriptures early on, because that's where the power is. The reading of the word of God, because the word and the spirit are one. When we read God's word aloud, whether it's someone reading it, you know, from a pulpit or on a podcast, or whether you're reading it yourself, or whether you're meditating it under your voice, when you declare God's word aloud, the Holy Spirit is one with that word. The Holy Spirit is coming and he's going to settle on that word. Now, you know, this is true because some of us like to watch movies. We like to watch movies where um, wizards and witches are casting spells. And in order to cast a spell, in order to give expression, you guys understand this. I'm going to put it to you this way. In order to give expression to any spirit, guess what has to happen? Words have to be spoken. Words must be spoken. And if certain words are spoken in a certain way and with a certain reverence, it's possible for there to be some sort of a manifestation of whatever spirit is, is being uh, glorified in those words, right? Now, I'm just saying that for your understanding to, to know how powerful the word of God is because I don't care what spell or voodoo, whatever is being spoken, it can't even compare to the word of God being spoken aloud. And that's why we read this morning, Isaiah chapter 60 and Psalm chapter 84, because when you declare God's word, we are opening the door for the Holy Spirit to come and to settle. And you know, the Holy Spirit is there because you know what the Holy Spirit will do? He will comfort you. He will settle you. 
there will be peace in the midst of you. There will be a sense of calm and a sense of security. Hallelujah. Um, the Holy Spirit. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, Holy Spirit, about who the Holy Spirit is, um, because the Holy Spirit is an, always in agreement with the Word, and the Word is always in agreement with the Heavenly Father, with God, right? And the Word of God says that these three are one. So watch this. If you are a friend of God, if you are a child of God, it's because you are in relationship with God. And how do you know your relationship with God? Because you've been in his presence. And you know what God does when he's in your presence, when, when, when you're in his presence? He begins to speak words. We talked about that in previous weeks. That's Jesus. Jesus is the living word. And watch this. If Jesus is the living word that is spoken when you're in God's presence, you know what the Holy Spirit is? The Holy Spirit is the breath of God. That's the breath of God. And so you know you're in God's presence and in fellowship with God because you're so close that he's speaking his words. And when his words come forth, at the same time, he's breathing on you. That's how close you are. And the breath of God, that's the Holy Spirit. The word spirit in the Greek, talking about Holy Spirit, the word spirit in the Greek means pneuma, means that God is breathing on you. Glory to God. Mm. Hallelujah. God is breathing on you. God is breathing on me. And when we are born again, we receive this gift. And the gift is the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost. The word pneuma, it means um, the breath of God. We talked about that, but it also means the inspiration of God, meaning it's not just the breath of God on you on the outside externally. It's the breath of God breathing into you, breathing life. That's where we get that word inspiration. Inspiration is God breathing on the inside of you and enhancing you. And when God breathes on you, when you're close enough to God in his presence for him to speak a word and, it, and that word is alive on you, but also you're close enough for him to breathe on you. And that breath is coming on the inside of you. That makes you more and more like God. And so what that means is now um, um, you have the uh, inspiration of the almighty. You have the breath of God um, on the outside and on the inside. And, but also just to kind of help your understanding, the Holy Spirit is like um, a wave of God's grace. Now we've all been to the beach or uh, if you haven't been to the beach, you've at least seen you know, uh, a movie where there's a beach and you can see the water and you can see waves. The Holy Spirit is like waves of the sea that are constantly coming, you know, that are constantly emanating, right? The Holy Spirit is like um, a current, you know, like a current of water. If you, if you have a, a river, the Holy Spirit would be the current that's pushing those waters and making them move with force. And it's beautiful. And at the same time, it's, it's intimidating. It's beautiful and at the same, and, and gentle, and it can relax you. But at the same time, there's some force behind that. And the whole, but the, but the current of the Holy Spirit, that is a current that it's okay if we immerse ourselves in it. And if we feel like it's, it's the waters are, are, are ankle deep and knee deep, you know, the Lord wants us to get lost in those waters. He wants those waters to be like a flood in our lives. Because when there's a flood of the Holy Spirit in your life, guess what? There won't be room for anything else. There won't be room for you. There won't be room for me. And there won't be, certainly won't be room for darkness if we're, if we're in the flood of God's presence because of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. And we've been saying that we're, the, we're talking about this morning, the gift that Jesus gave us, that gift is the Holy Spirit. I want you to see that in the word. So Acts chapter two, um, 
we can, you know, we're here back in the book of Acts, verse 36, it says, uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 36, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made the same Jesus. This is the apostle Peter talking, by the way. Peter's talking, he's preaching, and he is not holding back. And there are a lot of people there that are um, Pharisees and Sadducees and teachers of the law, but they don't have the spirit of, and we're going to get to that later, they don't have the Holy Spirit. So they got all of this word, but they don't have the Holy Spirit. And as a result, they are lost. They are blind and they don't even realize it. And so Peter is not holding back. Verse 36, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made the same Jesus that y'all crucified, both Lord and Christ. And then it says in verse 37, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And they said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brothers, what do we need to do? And Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And watch what will happen if you receive Jesus Christ. You receive Christ for the remission of sins. Here's that gift. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is what happens um, for us who belong to God. There's a special gift that we get to receive. We get to receive this gift that nobody else can receive. And his name is the Holy Ghost. It's a person. His name is the Holy Ghost. And this gift comes when we receive Christ Jesus. According to Acts chapter 238, glory to God. The promise is unto us and to our children. Oh, yeah, that's the next verse. Uh, 38 says, Jesus every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the mission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then it says in verse 39, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, glory to God, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Meaning when Peter said this by the Holy Spirit, he knew through the God in him that he wasn't just talking to those people that could hear his voice that day. He knew he was talking to people that were far off, and other countries, and other regions, and other continents, and even those that were far off by time standards, you know, so he was talking to people that were, this is around, you know, I guess this is like, this is like 1 AD, I mean, this is, you know, this is maybe weeks, maybe a month after Jesus had risen, so this is like 1 AD, and 2,000 years ago, or 2,000 years later, this word is still for us, glory to God, so that we're talking about this gift that Jesus gave us, his name is the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Then it says in Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 10, we're talking about this gift that the Lord has given us. Acts chapter 10, it says, um, glory to God. It says, verse 42, and he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. That's talking about Jesus. To him, give all the prophets witness. Glory to God. This is telling you and I that it's all about Jesus, that from Genesis to, to Malachi and Matthew through John, you know, it's all those prophets and disciples. They were all pointing the same way to the same person. They were all pointing to Jesus. He says to him, give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believes in him, whoever. Now that's really powerful. Doesn't matter whether you're Jew or Gentile, right? Because we know how that race thing goes. Doesn't matter whether you're black or white. Doesn't matter whether you're male or female or whatever gender you, you feel you are. Doesn't matter. This is available to everybody. Whoever believes says that through his name, whosoever believes in him shall receive 
remission of sins. And then verse 44, this is Acts chapter 10. It says, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. We're going to come back to that later. And they of the circumcision, which believed, were astonished. As many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles was also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. We're talking about this gift that Jesus has given us. His name is the Holy Spirit. He is precious and he is with you and he is with me. And Jesus said that, guess what? He lives with you. He lives with me. Glory to God. That means that when I get up in the morning, this is powerful. When I get up in the morning, you know, of course, the first thing I'm thinking about is the Lord, you know, then I'm thinking about my wife and my family and, you know, my mom and my dad, and my sister, and my brothers and my nieces, and my nephews and my grandchildren, you know, but I'm thinking about the Lord first, you know, thinking about the Lord first and I get up in the morning and I go to the bathroom and I brush my teeth and the word of God says, according to what Jesus said, that the Holy Spirit lives with us. He lives with us. He dwells with us. And, and the word of God says that, um, and uh, that he's going to always be with us, right? So that means when I go to the bathroom and I brush my teeth, the Holy Spirit is with me. Now, I'm not trying to be speak spooky right now because we already said what the Holy Spirit is. He is a person, but he is the current of God. He is the breath of God. He is what the world might call an aura of God, you know, meaning um, it's, he's a sign that, that God is near. That's the Holy Spirit, you know? You know, the Holy Spirit is like wind, you know? The, um, the, when, when wind happens, we can't see the wind, but my God, we can feel the wind. And depending on how much wind there is, something might move. Hallelujah. We don't get into that later, that we are moved by the Holy Ghost. But I'm just talking about this morning about the Holy Spirit and how he lives with us. So that means when you go and brush your teeth, when you see your children on the way uh, to, the, to the kitchen in the morning, on the way to breakfast, um, if the Spirit of God is in you, there is something that is emanating from you. It should be God's presence. You know, if the spirit of God is in my children, there is something that is emanating from my children. It is the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about this later on, but the Holy Spirit, his presence is discernible. You can tell, just like you can tell the wind is blowing, you can tell the Holy Spirit is near. And not only can you tell the Holy Spirit is near, you can tell when somebody is in your presence that has the Holy Spirit. And they can tell that you have the Holy Spirit. It's his presence is discernible. It's tangible. And, and it's evident when he's present. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 10, um, verse 45. It's going to read one more time. And they that are of the circumcision, which believed, were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles was also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost. And there's a whole lot with that scripture, you know, because um, um, just to give you a little quick background, um, you know how we can be. You know how the saints can be. We start feeling like we are entitled to certain things and nobody else can have it. But I want to tell you, when it comes to salvation, according to Christ Jesus, everybody can have it. Doesn't matter who they are. Certainly doesn't matter what, what, what uh, their skin tone is. And, and, and in this chapter, uh, if you read it, there was some racism going on, some classism going on, because the Jews felt like they were the only ones that could receive Christ Jesus. They felt like all this glory that they saw you know, they thought that, that it was only for Jewish people, that it was only for the people of Israel. And basically what happened was God went to Peter and shook Peter and put him in a trance and gave him a vision. And at the same time, God gave this other man, Cornelius, who was not a Jew, who was a Gentile. He was not of the circumcision. He was not in the club, so to speak, 
that they believed that only they were, that salvation was only for the Jews. Salvation is for everybody. Salvation is for people who don't, who don't look like you. Who, who are, salvation is for people who are not sure about their gender. That's, that's, it's for them too. Salvation is for everybody. It's extended to everybody. The only thing is we have to choose to be chosen, but Jesus has already chosen all of us. Our names are already written in the Lamb's Book of Life. If we don't receive him, then our, lamb, our name can be blotted out but it's for mankind. If you read Acts chapter 10, you see that where the Lord is ready to break out of people's demonic, because it is a demonic mindset, that racism, uh, classism, um, uh, uh, lack of, of fairness and equity and inclusion, that is a demonic spirit. Because when the spirit of God comes, he brings people together. When Jesus, who is the chief, the chief shepherd comes, he gathers everybody together. So we know racism is not of God. That's a little side journey, but I know that was by the spirit of God. So we're talking about the Holy Ghost. And now I want to just talk a little bit about who the Holy Ghost is, because, you know, the time is getting short. So the Holy Ghost, so who is the Holy Ghost? Ephesians chapter one and verse 11, it says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. This is talking about Jesus being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also that you believed, here we go, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. We're talking about this gift that Jesus gave us. His name is the Holy Ghost. And right over here in Ephesians chapter one, verse 13, it says that we trusted in the Lord. We heard the word of truth, which was the gospel, the good news of our salvation. And after we believe that word of truth, this is confirmed what we already saw in Acts 2.38 and Acts 10.45. After we believe, we got something from Jesus. We got a seal. From, uh, and the seal is the Holy Spirit of promise. And then it says in verse 14, who is the Holy Spirit? He is the earnest of our inheritance. Glory to God. You know, this word earnest means the Holy Spirit is not only is he a person, not only is he the breath of God, not only is he our comforter, our helper, the revealer of the word, the teacher, which we'll see in a little bit, he's the earnest of our salvation, meaning he is the pledge from, from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And, and this is powerful because we saw in John chapter 14, Jesus knew he was getting ready to depart. And he said, I will not leave you comfortless. You know, this that's Jesus telling you that even though y'all been with me for the last three years and y'all been seeing my miracles and y'all been in my presence and we've been laughing and crying together and being compassionate on those who need my, my presence and my glory in their lives. He said, I'm leaving y'all now, but I'm, I'm, but I've pledged myself to you. And here is another gift that I'm going to give you so you can see I'm not leaving you comfortless. He gives the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. This word earnest means a pledge. Hallelujah. It's, it's almost like a down payment. And this is a pretty powerful down payment, if, if that's the case, because uh, it says in Ephesians chapter one, uh, verse 13, he's the Holy Spirit of promise. He's the earnest of our inheritance, verse 14, until the redemption of the purchased possession, until the praise of his glory. What does that mean, Pastor John? What that means is that Jesus promised you as soon as you received him, that you received eternal life. Well, guess what? That eternal life hasn't yet been redeemed yet because you and I still have a physical body. Our spirits are still in our physical body. But when our spirit leaves our physical body, the word of promises to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and we will be with him forever. But until then, we got a down payment. Oh my God, what, what, what kind of an earnest down payment this is? His name is the Holy Spirit. 
glory to God. And he is the breath of God. He is a sign that you have been in God's presence. If you've been in the Father's presence, we know because the Father's words will be your words, you know? And we know that Jesus is the living word. So if you've been in God's presence, you're going to start looking like Jesus because you're going to start talking like the Father. You're going to say what the Father says. You won't be able to help it. You know, it'll be like you won't even try to. Sometimes it'll it'll betray you. Sometimes you'll be trying to be cool or act like the world, even though we're in the world, not of the world. And the word of God says it'll be like it was for Peter at standing by that fire while Jesus was being arrested and beaten, you know, just feet from him. Peter wanted to go in and do something, but he was nervous. He was afraid, you know, fear had come upon him and he was standing by that fire. And he was trying to act like he wasn't one of the disciples and that people by the fire said, you, you look like one of those Jesus people. And he denied. And then they said, I think you are one of those Jesus people. And he denied. And then he said, and then somebody else said, you talk just like one of those Jesus people. And he denied. Of course, that fulfilled the prophecy. But the point is that if you are in God's presence, you will talk like God, that you, you won't be able to help it because you've been in God's presence. And when you're in God's presence, God is constantly speaking over you, his word, that's Jesus. But then, you know, the other thing he's doing is he's constantly breathing on you. So what makes my relationship with my wife intimate is I breathe on her all the time. And, and so as a result, she knows what I, she knows my person. She knows what I am like. She knows, you know, what I sound like when I'm talking, when I'm breathing. She knows the, the how I sound when I'm asleep. She knows how I sound, you know, when I'm tired or, or, or upset because I've been breathing on her, you know? She knows, she knows what I smell like, you know? When you're in God's presence, God will breathe on you. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that will, that will reveal unto you the character of God. And you're ready to see that next. So who is he? He's the earnest of our salvation. Glory to God. He is uh, like, like, the, the, like the, uh, the pledge from the Lord Jesus Christ that he will always be with us. And we know this is just like God. The word of God says in Acts chapter one, as the disciples, as the apostles watch Jesus ascend to that glory cloud, um, he watches them ascend, but they were given instructions to be at a certain place at a certain time because he's going to drop something. Jesus goes up, but he's getting ready to drop something. And that sounds like Old Testament when, he, when uh, Elijah went up and the word of God says that he dropped his mantle. You know, God is a faithful God and he will always, he will never leave his people comfortless. He will always provide something for us. Um, what does the Holy Spirit do? Um, and we're, we're closing. The Holy Spirit, uh, I got to move fast because we're closing. The Holy Spirit in Psalm chapter 23, it says, uh, verse four, it says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. And watch this, that's talking about Jesus. Then verse, then the next part says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now we know who the comforter is. That's the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is the breath of God. He's the wind of God. He's the current of God. He's the aura of God. The word of God says that this comforter, his rod and his staff, that's how he operates. They comfort me. And so we know this, what the Holy Spirit does is this word rod represents, he brings correction into our life. And this word staff represents guidance in a gentle way in our lives. So the Holy Spirit will gently guide us, but he will also reprove us when we're not right. So, you know, you got the Holy Ghost when he's, begins to make you holy in, in, in areas of your life. That's what he does. You know, it will point out things, you know, it, you might not be able to, to go see that movie like everybody else. Uh, you might not be able to 
go hang out with that person, even though everybody else is hanging out with that person. You might be able to not, might not be able to do that or do this because you have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will guide you. And the Holy Ghost is not, he's not going to do it in a grievous way. He's going to, you know, he, he'll just, he'll just let you know he doesn't, he's not feeling that, you know. Um, then it says uh, in Psalm chapter 18, verse 35, it says, uh, excuse me, Psalm 18, 1835, it says, thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation and thy right hand has holding me up and thy gentleness has made me great. This in verse 35, Psalm chapter 18, we can see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all in one verse. Part A, the Father says, you have given me the shield of your salvation. That's the Father. Then it says, and thy right hand has holding me up. We know that's Jesus because the Bible says Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. So Jesus is holding you up. He's your deliverer. He's, he's taking care of you. But then it says, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. This is what he does. He's the gentleness of God. Hallelujah. Thy gentleness has made me great. Hallelujah. That's the Holy Spirit. You know, we also know that the Holy Spirit is the teacher and the revealer of the word. That's according to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in uh, verse 9. I'm going to have to continue this next week because I have a whole lot more for you. First, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9 says, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. God says you can't even you can't even fathom it if you even even if you thought you could fathom it. Um, you can, it, it, you know, and then it says, but God has revealed them unto us one way by his spirit for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Now, we already know the father gave a gift and his name is Jesus. That's for mankind. But the son prayed to the father to give us another gift that this gift only comes to the believers, only comes to God's children, only comes to those who are Christ-like. And his name is the Holy Spirit. And it says, these things that God has for us that are so crazy, we can't even fathom them. We can get them. They get revealed to unto us by the Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He reveals unto us the, the search and searches the things of God, even the deep things of God. And then verse 11 says, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man. And if you can get that, if you understand that, then you understand who can know the things of God except the spirit of God. Hallelujah. And, and um, so I think we're going to stop right there. We're going to go into part two next week. We're talking about the gift that Jesus gave us. His name is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is with you right now, whoever you are listening to this. The Holy Spirit is with you. And the Holy Spirit, we're going to see uh, next week that the Holy Spirit has feelings that the Holy Spirit can be grieved. The Holy Spirit can be quenched. We're going to see that next week. We're going to see that the Holy Spirit is with you so much that he's with you when you brush your teeth. He's with you when you cook, when you go to the bathroom. He's certainly with you when you go to work. And because he's with you and because the Holy Spirit is a current, he's the wind of God. He's the pneuma, the breath of God. That means when you go to work and you interact with your colleagues at work, they can discern there is something discernible about you that it's not just because you're good looking. It's not just because you eat right. It's not because you got a bright smile. It's the presence of God that's resting on you. His name is the Holy Spirit and he is a current. He is wind. He is uh, uh, the breath of God. And he is, we're gonna see next week again, we're gonna see this next week that he is powerful. That when the Holy Spirit is resting on you, something is gonna happen. And you might not, you might not see it right away, but it'll be in your wake, so to speak. 
You know, you're going to be just, all you're doing is doing what God told you to do. All you're doing is driving to work, living for God and the word, praying, trying to be a blessing to somebody, trying to help somebody, trying to share Christ with somebody. That's all you're doing. But the Holy Spirit is doing way more, you know, in your wake. He's doing way more, you know, on the side that you don't even know about. Way more over here. And that's why some of you have been saved for a long time. You, you've known the Lord for a long time. That's why you have had, you've had people tell you there's something about you. Or you've had people tell you, you know, um, you know, you don't, you don't know this, you don't know this, um, whoever, you know, whoever you are listening, you don't know this, but I've been watching you and I can see God's hand on your life. Or I can't understand, I can't understand what it is about you that makes you so successful. You know, it's not just how smart you are, it's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We're going to see that next week. Holy Spirit, we just thank you right now. Wherever you are, I'm going to ask you to lift your hands as an act of surrender. You know, because the word of God says that we must glorify God with our body and our spirit because they both belong to him. I'm going to ask you to lift up your hands because your body belongs to God, too. And if you're under the sound of my voice, you're listening to this podcast, you know, stop what you're doing right now. Stop washing the clothes for a moment and lift your hands right before the Lord. As soon as the word goes forth and we lift our hands, we respond to the word. The Holy Spirit is coming and he's here. The Holy Spirit is here right now. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence right now. And you know, the Holy Spirit always glorifies the word, always glorifies Jesus. And Jesus always glorifies the Father because the Father, the word, and the Spirit, they are one. So Holy Spirit, you are our teacher this morning. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are revealing your truth, that you are illuminating the, the glory of God that's in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with every person on this call. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us all week long. When you speak peaceably unto us, when you speak quietly unto us this week, Holy Spirit, telling us to come aside, come into my presence. When you speak gently unto us this week, Holy Spirit, asking us to open up the perfect law of deliverance so that you can reveal some truth unto us, so you can give us the secrets of the tabernacle this week. Holy Spirit, help us to move quickly. Help us to move hastily to your voice. Even like we're going to see next week, the way Peter responded when you spoke to him, he moved quickly. Hallelujah. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that as you speak, your servants hear, and we will be quick to obey in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And if you're in agreement with that prayer, say amen. I'm gonna, uh, we're gonna worship the Lord for just a few minutes. I'm gonna put some soft music on so that we can do so. And um, we're gonna go ahead and encourage you to have a wonderful week. The Lord is with you, be encouraged. We love you and stay close to him. We'll see you next time. Hallelujah.